Are you ready? Welcome to the Think Millions podcast, a channel where you get an unfiltered, raw, and authentic conversation about the challenges of being an entrepreneur and tips and tricks on how you can scale your business to the next level. If you are looking to scale your business, then you're in the right place. Introducing our host, Alexa Diagostino. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Think Millions Podcast, a podcast where you have real entrepreneurs talking about real problems, giving you real solutions to fix it, real time to scale your business. We're talking real people, people that are out to do it, just like my guest right now, Michael Zaberski. Michael's a CEO of Consulting Success, where they specialize helping consultants grow profitable, scalable, and strategic consulting businesses. He's helped over 800 consultants worldwide, guys, in over 75 different industries, add six and seven figures to their annual revenue. We're talking big, major global clients like Financial Times, Dow Jones, Panasonic, and so many others. I am so grateful to have you on this. I'm excited to talk today. Our topic today is how do you get into consulting? I know so many people, you know, they think they have to get a PhD to go into consulting. I know I was one of them. I went to go get my PhD and then I started consulting before I even got the, the doctor before my name. And so many people want to get into it, but they just don't even know where to begin. So first off, you know, did I miss anything amazing about you and your background? How much time do we have? Um, <laughs> you did a great job. I'm, I'm, I'm just sitting here smiling and it's great to be with you today. Yeah, it's it's going to be great. A lot of the people and just to the people listening, I mean, we've gotten great feedback from you all. So keep giving us feedback on social and email. We love hearing. We love hearing more about you. And this is why I bring on guests like Michael, because a lot of you want to get into consulting or are consultants. And so let's talk, how do you build a seven, eight figure consulting? So let's start from the beginning. A nine to fiver works for a fortune 500 company. They want to make that jump to consulting, but it's scary, right? It's scary to get that first client. It's scary to make that leap from having a, you know, multi six figure. A lot of these people are making two, 300,000 plus as a consultant. So how do you give that up to go on your own? And, and why would you? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, the, the first thing to recognize is that there's no one way to do this. It's going to depend on your, your situation. And, you know, do you have dependents and those types of factors for some, and we worked with many people who like to make a side transition. So as they continue to work at their full-time job, they begin building their consulting business on the side. Um, and that often looks like them beginning to figure out who they actually want to work with, creating materials or content to demonstrate their, their knowledge, their expertise, kind of creating some of that intellectual property. Uh, and then they'll either land a couple of clients or they'll feel confident through that process to be able to, to make that leap. Others just know themselves and know that they actually have to have kind of the feet to their to their fire. They need to cut the cord and they make the leap. Um, for most people, they tend to find that they're actually able, if they're doing the right things, they're actually able to get back to their previous income a lot faster than they expected. And one of the first things, if maybe it's okay to kind of get into this, Alexa, in terms of some of the things that people should start doing right away. But you know, one of the biggest challenges that people have when they make the shift from corporate or working in an organization, whether for-profit or non-profit, and getting into the world of consulting is that they come with many years of, of experience and they've done a lot of different things. They could potentially help a lot of different people. So how do you actually package that position that, you know, really place value in that, on that and figure out who do you offer that to? So what we call ideal client clarity is usually the first step that we really want people to think about because you have so much experience. Who do you, who should you really focus on? Uh, and the mistake that we see or uh, kind of early stage consultants make pretty consistently is they try and go too broad, too wide, try and be kind of all things to all people. 
Uh, and that tends to really hold them back. It makes marketing very challenging. It makes even just finding who your ideal client should be very challenging, but it also tends to lead to you not being able to get the attention and interest of the people that you actually care about and want to serve because your message is speaking too broadly, right? It's not targeting one specific type of person or industry or type of organization. Uh, and so when you flip that, when you can get very clear about who do you actually, you know, really want to ser serve, who are you best able to serve, where can you make the biggest impact and then develop a message around that and then go to the market uh, based on that, you tend to see a much greater response. Uh, and that leads to a lot more opportunities and conversations. Yeah, you said a word, you said clarity. And I mean, we're both in consulting and coaching. And I would say the number one thing I see that people lack are two C's, confidence and clarity. And that's a business killer. Yeah, it's a business killer. 100%. I mean, it's, it's so true. Um, so our coaching program actually called the clarity coaching program, because we're such big believers in this concept. And I think, you know, again, when you have so much experience and so many things that you could help people with and that you could do. I mean, you look at all these avenues, you're often overwhelmed by all the different paths you could take in terms of how do you market your business or how should you do this or how should you do that. And at the end of the day, to create success as a consultant, what you need to do is to have more conversations. The more conversations you have with buyers, the more successful you're going to be. But typically people tend to hesitate to go out and have conversations because they feel like they need to have everything in place. They need to have their website just perfect. They need to have a business plan. They need to have this, that, and the other. And it's the overwhelm. And so when you start to have greater clarity around just knowing what should you actually do, who should you focus on? Even though you can do maybe 10 different things, what are the one, two, or three things that you should begin offering? Or what should you talk about? Once you know what those pieces are, then you start to feel more confident. And when you feel more confident, you take more action and then you get more clarity. So it's like this kind of virtuous cycle that if if you don't have a little bit of clarity, you're not going to feel confident. And if you don't feel confident, you're not going to take action. But when you do have clarity, then you start feeling more confident. That leads to taking more action. And that leads to greater clarity because you get feedback from the market by having more conversations. You actually get to learn what people want and what they don't want. And you know whether you're on the right track or you need to make some adjustments. I love that. And so I, I have a client that came to me, same thing, was literally offering everything under the sun in IT consulting. And I said to him, I said, you've got to narrow it down a lot. Pick two things that you're experts. You can't be experts in everything. You can't be like cloud computing, cybersecurity, networking. Like you can't be an expert in everything because yeah. people are just going to like, it's like going into a grocery store and having so many options. Narrow your focus, build a million dollar business in one service first, and then you can expand it out later. And as soon as we did that immediately, the shift happened and the confidence Correct. was way bigger. And there was just so much clarity where when they got on the phone with clients and did sales, there's no problem, you know? Right. So I think it's an important point that you bring up. You, you have to really focus in on everything. The second point you brought up that I want to mention is you don't really need social media websites and all that to, to build. In my opinion, the number one thing consultants need is relationships. And, yep. you know, when I started my consulting, I made six figures without a website. Like I gained a few clients immediately within the first 30 days with absolutely nothing other than just my mouth and Zoom, like, you know, yep. and it's relationships. So t talk to me a little bit about what does the first six months look like for somebody completely new? Well, so again, you want to begin with getting clear on who do you actually want to serve? Um, and you can take an inventory. So we have 
a little process we use with clients called the the niche scoring method, where you look at several different criteria and factors to see, you know, where do you have the most experience, wherever you create the greatest results, where do you see the most potential in the marketplace, where do you have kind of the most access in terms of where you've come from, specific industry connections, so forth. Uh, and you score that. And then based on that, that helps you to figure out which direction you should go. And then back to what you just mentioned, Alexa, which is such a key, it's then leveraging your network to go out and let people know. We we did a study at Consulting Success where we asked hundreds of consultants, where did you get your first client from? Or where did your initial business come from? And 50% of people said that their first client was actually a past employer. It may have been, not been the one they just left, but it was a past employer. So a lot of your initial kind of momentum and, uh, and traction is almost always going to come from people that you that are around you right now. And so you don't want to neglect that. So you want to let people know right away, hey, I've made this shift or I'm going to be making this shift. Here's what I'm looking to do, right? Do you know anyone that might benefit from, from what I'm planning to offer or that person also might benefit from it? And so you want to spend time sending emails, making phone calls, connecting with people, having conversations and just learning more about what they're going through and maybe if you can help them or do they know anybody that might benefit from uh, your, your expertise and the experience that you've had. That really, that kind of sole focus on having conversations is where most people should be spending their time. They should not be thinking about, as you mentioned, you know, social media or websites or automations and integrations and all the other stuff that people think that you need, but you actually don't need. And if I could make just one other quick point, Alexa, because you, you talked about this idea of uh, a client that you had going too broad and then narrowing in the success that they had. I think the reason why people tend to think that they need to offer so much is because they look at companies that are successful today and they see that many of them have a lot of different uh, kind of capabilities or offerings. An example of this would be, let's say, LEK Consulting. And this is similar if you go to McKinsey or BCG or any of these other big brands and you go to their websites and you see they, they offer 10, 15, 25 different capabilities and you go, well, they're successful. So I should probably do that too. The problem is that that's not how a company like LEK got started. If you go back in time, you'll see the LEK Consulting got started. They have now thousands of consultants around the world, hundreds of millions in revenue. They got started by focusing on shareholder valuation services. And the reason they did that as Richard Koch says, who's one of the founders, he wrote A20 Principle, a bunch of whole, other books on that topic. He said that they did that because others in the marketplace, other consulting firms weren't focusing on that. So they were very intentional in picking uh, an area that they could create an advantage in, uh, advantage and also specialize in. And so that's the opportunity and really what everybody should focus on is not trying to go broad, but figuring out what can you really focus on? Where do you have an advantage? Where are you very confident that you can create results? And then focus on that and go out and have conversations. Yeah, it's an important point because I mean, think about like my marketing agency, right? If I went and followed the big four marketing advertising agencies, they're they're charging twenty five thousand dollars retainers. You can't copy people that are big. It's like you can't copy Tesla because they're already so far ahead. So when I look at people and comparisons and who like who in my market, I'm looking at people that are in and around where I am and what mm -hmm. they're doing. And then I'm looking at somebody that's a little notch ahead of me um, to see what they're doing and where I need to be. But the reality is, is you can't go, you know, if you're a million dollar company, you can't go to, you know, a hundred million or a billion dollar company and just copy what they're doing 
Because like you said, they have different resources, different strategies, different clients. If I were to charge a $25,000 fee just for advertising, I wouldn't get any clients, you know? So I love that point. It's, you know, you, you can't go too big. And then sometimes I also find people compare themselves as well, just like emotionally, like, oh, I'm yeah. not where they want to be. And then they talk themselves out of it. I see that a lot too. Confidence definitely does play a huge, huge role in why yes. only two of consultants succeed. Social media is terrible for that. I mean, I find personally that uh, it's just so easy to look all around you and start to compare uh, what you're seeing out there. And so often what you even see is not even necessarily true. So uh, stay focused on on yourself, focus on building relationships. This is a relationship-based business. It's a business where if you really want to succeed, you focus on providing value. Don't look at people as transactions. I had somebody on our YouTube channel just uh, yesterday post and say, you know, I really enjoy this video, but how can I not feel disappointed when I spend time reaching out to somebody and they don't respond to me? And I respond to him and said, well, the thing is, you, what you might want to do is to consider changing your mindset that, and to ask yourself the question is, are you looking at how you're reaching out to people and the, you know, whether you're following up as transactional or are you thinking about how you're providing value to people? And he responded and said, no, I'm actually really thinking about just transactional. And that's why I'm disappointed. You're right. So that's the difference in consulting is that we're not selling, you know, like a, a cell phone or, or a pen or, or a journal, you know, you're selling high value services. And that's typically not something that somebody makes a decision on instantly. And so you really want to lean in on the relationship and cultivating that and providing value and not expecting a, to see a return instantly. But the more that you provide value to somebody, and the more that you show up consistently, the more that they're going to see your expertise. And that's why whether it's content or providing you know, insights and intellectual property is such a powerful way for you to essentially sell without selling. And when you do that on an ongoing basis, you'll start to find that people actually begin coming to you uh, for your expertise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and, and I feel like there's there's so many opportunities for consultants. And I really do encourage if anybody's listening and you're in a nine to five and you've really, really been thinking about all right, what's my next step? Do I do I go out on my own? Do I get another nine to five job? I encourage you to dig deep, like look at yourself and where do you want to be? For me, the benefits of, of being a consultant and being on my own is my time is my own. Like if I, if I want to take off and spend it with my daughter, I can, if mm -hmm. I want to take, make more money, I can. And, you know, for me, I know I, I've been in both corporate and I've, I've had my own business um, a lot of businesses. Um, yeah. But, you know, for me, I, I actually started as an entrepreneur, went into corporate and then came back to be an entrepreneur. So I had an interesting journey. And what I can tell you is there's nothing like having your own business and, and your own time. And the money you make is endless, you know, yeah. and you, your cap is whatever you want it to be. And that's you know, it's very lucrative. It's it's much it's much more fun, in my opinion, to build something of your own. What do you think? Well, hundred percent. I mean, this is kind of being an entrepreneur has really been the majority of, of my life and I wouldn't have it any, any other way. Uh, in the studies that we've done at Consulting Success, you know, we've seen that the, the number one reason that people want to become a consultant is because they want more freedom and flexibility. They want to be their own boss. They want to have unlimited income earning potential um, and they want to be able to make a greater impact without the politics and the red tape and everything else that Kind of a corporate environment can often hold you back around. But I don't think it's necessarily for everyone. I think you need to be honest with yourself because you're going to have ups and downs. I mean, like you have in, in any environment, but being an entrepreneur isn't always easy. But when you learn that even like there's there's lessons inside of the, the days that are tough for you, 
then you start to actually thrive. You start to go, okay, well, yeah, this wasn't the easiest day, but what did I learn from this? And that's, that's okay. I'm going to pick myself up, get back up, and I'll be even stronger tomorrow. And so for those that, that actually enjoy that process, that enjoy the journey, I think there's there's nothing better than being an entrepreneur. And you know, in our case, being consultants and being able to apply your, your knowledge and your experience and your expertise to help all kinds of different organizations or, or people. Again, in our case, it's consultants. But to see that you can have an impact on people and leave them better than when they first came to you, that to me is so rewarding. And I know why so many people get involved in consulting is because they really want to serve. They want to make an impact and they get to do it you know, on their own time. And they're their own boss and they create their own freedom and their own flexibility. And as you said as well, there's unlimited income earning potential. And so all those factors combined, I think it's it's a really great opportunity for people and the barrier to entry um, is very low. It doesn't require a lot of startup capital or infrastructure or resources. As long as you can create results for people and you're you can you have confidence around that, then you have the ability to to become a successful consultant. I love it. And you know, my best advice for everyone listening as as we wrap this up, it is really important to seek help. If you're gonna go on your own, or even if you're a consultant and you're struggling to get to seven figures, seek help. I mean, you have amazing people like Michael, who this is what he does, right? He's adding six, seven figures to revenue, let alone building a, you know, a single seven figure business. So I wish I did this in my twenties and I would have been way more wealthier is seek help of people that have been there. And I always relate it to driving in a car. You're going to a destination. You've never been there before. You know, you want to get in the car. You kind of know where you're going, but you have no idea how to get there. People like me and Michael and consultants that have actually done this, we've been there. We've been to that destination multiple times, if not hundreds, if not thousands of times. And so you think about consulting, like there's so many things to think about pricing, fees, marketing, pipeline, you know, mindset. There's so many things to think about, let alone execution, right? And how to execute and how to build workflows and automation and processes, which I know that you had said, and I agree with you, especially before six figures or multi six figures, don't worry about that. But as your business grows, you do have to worry about that. And these are all things that you know, people have done. So don't, don't recreate the wheel. You know, you have people like Michael, this is what he does for a living. This is what he does. He helps people build businesses um, and consultants. So any last comments from you, Michael? No, I, I think that that last point that you made is is so important. Again, today, more than ever before, we have so many options when it comes to technology and tools and, you know, systems and services, it, it can become overwhelming. And I think the most important thing that I always try and drill kind of and share with our clients and our team does as well is this idea of imperfect action. That if you wait to to have things just perfect for the stars to align, you're probably going to be waiting for a very long time and you're, you're going to really hold yourself back. As long as you feel confident that you can make an impact, that you can create results for people, that you can leave them better off than where they are when they first come to you, then you have the ingredients. It doesn't mean you have everything that you need, but you have at least the ingredients to begin taking action, to begin reaching out to people, to have conversations. And that imperfect action, that's really actually how you make the most progress because back to how we started our conversation today, it's that clarity and confidence. And the only way that you're going to get the level of clarity that you need to become more confident is to begin taking action. And from the action that you take, you're going to learn what's working and what isn't working. And of course, there are certain ways and certain things that you should do in a specific order that will help you to achieve results faster. But you still want to, I would encourage everybody to embrace that mindset of imperfect action. And whether that's in your own personal life or in your business, there's probably things that you you know that you should do that you're for some reason holding back right now and hesitating on. And just, you need to take that action because when you take it, you're going to learn whether you're on the right track or whether you need to make an adjustment. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. Well, thank you for coming in and just for everybody that's listening, how can they find you? 
Uh, consultingsuccess.com is home to everything. We have the Consulting Success Podcast. We have videos on YouTube. We have almost a thousand articles and resources. The vast majority of those are, are free for people to access right away. And yeah, we just believe in sharing everything that we've learned. That's the reason we started Consulting Success 13 years ago was because we wanted people to hopefully avoid some of the many mistakes and lessons that we had uh, made ourselves in building consulting businesses. And so we're just sharing that and sharing our experiences. And that would be the place to go. So consultingsuccess.com. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you everybody for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to hit that share button, share this out, especially Michael, because he's phenomenal. And please, if you haven't already, please leave a review on Apple, Spotify, whatever you're listening on. It helps us. It keeps us going and we appreciate it. If you want more, you can go to thinkmillions.com and get more podcasts that we have. We also have it all over our social media as well. And thank you everybody. And I will see you in the next episode. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Think Millions podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort, and we'll catch you in the next episode.